Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. Great to have you with us, 888-900-3393. We are jam-packed full of stuff today. Uh, Paul Kangor is going to be with us uh, about an hour and a half from now. You might remember him from uh, the book about Barack Obama's mentor, Frank Marshall Davis. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Uh, He's done many other things since, of course. He didn't just do that, and then he retired. Um, (laughs) He's done many things. Professor of political science at Grove City College in Grove City, Pennsylvania. Uh, But he's written a bunch of books. And his latest is The Devil and Karl Marx. Mm. Nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Should be fascinating because Karl Marx is a hero to so many people on the left. And it's hard to understand when you know who and what Karl Marx was all about. Just discounting, you know, his political and economic theories. The guy himself was a complete and total douchebag racist anti-Semite, and to name just a few things. Uh, so we'll talk to Paul Kangor at uh, 7.30-ish. Some uh, tweets to finish up from yesterday's show. Pathead Stosh tweeted us after seeing the guy in Taiwan get the nasal swab from the robot. What was that swab, like four and a half feet long? It, well, it jammed almost the whole thing up his nose? That's a conservative estimate. I love that they stick it in there, and then they go to another angle. And now I'm really going to push it. Uh, I'm push I it all, even all the look. way back. And somebody tweeted me out like a, it, it, how it goes down his throat and all this stuff. Uh, I would have thrown up. Yeah, and, and in fact, I was supposed to have a procedure like that a long time ago, and I couldn't. I was just like, it literally started in half an inch. I was like, yeah, no, done. thank you. We're done here. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, Stosh says that guy's the Bronco Nagurski of Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, so it didn't true. even phase him. No, didn't even that's phase the him. other thing. <laughs> Unless that was all CGI. Maybe it was CGI. Maybe that's what it was. I think you cracked the code. I think so. Uh-huh. Huh. There's no superhuman people like that that can take that thing all the way to the frontal lobe of their brain. No. No, you're right. That was that was fake news. Yeah. Uh, Mailbox Hero tweets, so instead of a period at the end of the text sentences, <laughs> yeah. are we supposed to put stop like they used to do for Telegram? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, the, the period... That, that Scaring people. It triggers people. And from James Stewart, now I know my why my tweets aren't read on the air. Too many periods. Oh, James, are are we not reading James Stewart's? Uh, Daniel, look for James Stewart uh, tweets today. Are are we not <laughs> reading James Stewart's text messages of on the on the air? <laughs> What are you, are, you, are you working for Potter now? Obviously, uh, Keith, we are. <laughs> yeah. James Stewart deserves to have his his text read. I won't even call you Jimmy because obviously <laughs> um, we're missing mm-hmm. each other on the Twitter there. Yep, apparently. <laughs> uh, all right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, the the campaign now is really kind of heating up. After both conventions, now they're just, the Democrats are responding to everything the Republicans said, because I think it was pretty effective last week. Yeah. I think it scared the crap out of them. We saw the numbers yesterday, remember, with blacks and Hispanics both going up, and that was only halfway through the convention. Yeah, and it got better as the week went on, I think. I, and I guess the Democrats did a little better numbers wise, 
uh, on TV. They they uh, outrated the Republican convention in all four nights. Well, three out of the four nights. Night number two, the Republicans Republicans beat the Democrats. That was with uh, Melania, too. You would have thought that when Trump spoke on Thursday night, that would have been the one to win, but it uh, it wasn't. Anyway, I, I think they... I think they woke up the Democrats and realized that they're in a fight now. Um, the Republicans did a really nice job of putting responsibility where it belongs, right in the lap of Democrats for uh, the state of the economy, for their Marxism, for the unrest going on in this country. It's, it's That's all Democratic stuff. And the Republicans, they uh, they made a mark last week. They drew some blood. And I think they've scared the, the Democrats just a little bit because Biden is responding to everything now. Every single thing. He's even responded to the Joe Biden's America thing. Phenomenal that they've gotten him uh, into defense mode instead of on the offensive. I like it. Yeah, love it. Uh, and just to give you a little idea... As to some of the responsibility, some of the ownness the Democrats hold for what's going on in our streets right now, for the unrest that happens night after night after night in this country, in Democrat cities, uh, check out this montage of these politicians and journalists talking about unrest. I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. I see. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. (laughs) Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched wow. him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator punched and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face. When was the last time Jeez. an actor assassinated a president? Oh. They're still going to have to go out and put this a bullet crazy. in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Oh my gosh! Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? Look at this! Wow. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and our honoring our Constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. Oh. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels. I I did. They're not going to let up, and they should not. Make a note. You think we're rallying now? We ain't seen nothing yet. Huh. 
there a clearer example of who's been inciting what in this country? It is the left. They've been saying it for the last three and a half years. Get out in the streets and cause unrest. They want they wanted these riots, and now they've got them. And now they're trying to blame the president for them. <laughs> it's despicable. It's pathetic. And hopefully it's transparent enough that most Americans, the vast majority of Americans will, Americans will see through it. I sure, I sure hope that's the case, because, wow. Look at that. Had that been Republicans oh. and Fox News encouraging Tea Party violence like that? What would have happened here? <laughs> Jeez. I mean, it's no longer dangerous. It's, in some cases, deadly yeah. where, where we are. In quite a few cases. Jeez. Really, absolutely amazing when you see it laid out like that back to back. You, I forgot about some of those occurrences. But, but remember, holy hell is raised if someone says, let's target their district. Yeah. Jeez. If a Republican says that. Those days don't come back. That's like nursery school stuff to what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, uh, NPR is a little bit worried that calling riots riots is is racist. Um, Earlier in the week, they hosted a guest who defended looting. (laughs) Per an earlier report from the Daily Wire, also fretted openly that labeling the three-month-long period of unrest in Portland a riot could be an example of internalized racism oh god hmm. why? Oh, i can't man <laughs> let's try to understand that 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 particular uh theory for a second the it seems to me the only way that could be racist is if you're insinuating that everybody who's rioting is a certain color right yeah yeah that only they can riot that there's not a mixture of people that it's not you know spread out through the demographic population assuming all rioters are one race say black that makes you the racist <laughs> npr wow that's just bizarre <sighs> i mean that happens all the time too they show their racism through the things that they're worried about being racist really huh okay i it's like the word apartment is racist because you're assuming that only blacks live in an apartment. <laughs> what is the word Chicago? That's right. Assumed racism. Mm-hmm. What? These people are psychotic. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and they're eating their own too. Uh, J.K. Rowling returned her Robert F. Kennedy Award. Because she got blasted by the president of the R.F. Kennedy Human Rights Organization. Because she's transphobic. Because <laughs> she dares to say a woman is a woman and yep. a man is a man? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, they're still pissed at her for that. So she got sick of it and gave him back their award. Here, take this. Uh, so that's great. In a memo posted on the organization's website, uh, Carrie Kennedy, the president, strongly criticized Rowling's troubling... <laughs> transphobic tweets from earlier in the summer alleging she used her gifts as a writer to demean transgender people over the course of june 20th june uh, of 2020 lgbtqqia2 plus pride month (laughs) and much to my dismay jk rowling 
posted deeply troubling transphobic tweets and statements. On June 6th, she tweeted an article headlined, Opinion, Creating a More Equal Post-COVID-19 World for People Who Menstruate. <laughs> that's well, that's obviously transphobic. Yeah, because if you're a man who is now a woman, I guess you can't you can't menstruate. So that's leaving out that segment of women, right? <sighs> she wrote glibly and dismissively about transgender identity. People who menstruate. I'm sure there used to be a word for those people. Someone help me out. Wumpen, <laughs> wimpend, woomud. <laughs> What? Help us! Uh, I, 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 I am I am doing everything to avoid using my inside voice out so loud. Great. <laughs> Kennedy emphasized that she herself categorically rejects the concept that people's birth sex is the primary and determining factor of one's gender. <laughs> I mean, that's unbelievable. Old. Old yeah. yeah, such old thing. Come on, such old thing. When you're going with science, you know. <laughs> And truth. We are. We're, we're goodbye. <laughs> Help us. Think about that, that statement for a second. Mm-hmm. She categorically rejects the concept that people's birth sex is the primary and determinative factor of one's gender. <laughs> okay, you can deny reality all you want. You know, you can call things things that, that don't exist. You can pretend you're something you're not. It just doesn't make it so. It just... A trans woman might want desperately to be able to give birth to a baby and menstruate. I don't know why you'd want to. Right? Most women I know hate it! (laughs) Right. They all complain about it. Mm -hmm. And now, it's a big thing to complain about not being able to do? (laughs) Jeez. But to deny the reality that the primary determinative factor of your gender is your birth sex, I mean, that's just asinine. It's asinine. You're just denying science and you're denying reality. Oh, but we're the ones. Mm-hmm. We're, we're conservatives and Republicans are the ones yep. who deny science. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. While the left embraces cancel culture, let's get in on that action. Cancel your leftist supporting cell phone provider, and make the switch to America's only conservative cell phone carrier, Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile shares your values. They won't ever charge you a hidden fee. And unlike Big Mobile, they don't send your hard-earned money to Planned Parenthood and other ridiculous causes. Get the same reliable nationwide service. Support a company that loves this country and shares your values, supports our Constitution, and puts people first. Right now, when you join their family of freedom-loving Americans... You can get free activation and a free gift when you use the offer code PAT. So you don't have to compromise quality for, you know, your values. It's great. They make everything really easy. You can switch by, uh, but still keep your phone number. You can switch and get a new phone or keep your old one. Doesn't matter. They'll accommodate you. Call 972-PATRIOT today. 972-PATRIOT. Get your customized plan starting at just $25 a month. PatriotMobile.com slash PAT. Gray is unleashed. Triple eight, 933.93. Also, uh, at 
Pat Unleashed on Twitter. This is so much I don't even... Uh, Jim Gaffigan, what a disappointment, that guy. I think we mentioned that briefly yesterday. Yes, not fun. He uh, He's known as the clean comedian. Listen to how, listen to how clean um, he was oh, no. <laughs> when he was talking about, oh, no. about Trump. Wow. I don't give it an F. If anyone thinks this is virtual signaling or whatever, we need to call Trump Trump the con man and thief that he is. Oh boy. Jeez. Hot pockets. <laughs> Somebody's not feeling very well right now. <laughs> Somebody's angry. Yeah. What happened, Jim? <laughs> Hot pocket. <laughs> <laughs> he slammed Trump. For his incompetent handling of the COVID-19 crisis. You know all those people who didn't... All those people didn't need to die. The comic also warned Trump is a fascist who has no belief in law. Oh, okay. Sure. Right. That's amazing. I mean, the Democrats have looked the other way on this writing the entire three or four months, however long this has been going looked on. Looked the other way. They encouraged it. We just put them on right. man. They right. They planted those seeds for the last several years. Sure did. Uh, you know, I think I've seen... I've, well, I know I've seen my last uh, Jim Gaffigan special on Netflix or anywhere else. Hot pockets. He doesn't care. He doesn't give an F. No, he erupted. That was Thursday night, I believe. Uh-huh. Thursday night during the uh, speech, he just... Uh, Went off. Yep. And not in a Jim Gaffigan way, no, either. No, no, it was ugly. Jeez. There was a lot of... He doesn't like you if you support Trump. That's right, for sure. Right. He made that dang clear, oh, didn't he? He said he didn't even care. Yeah, it's like what He didn't care. All right. Well, good. Then uh, I don't care to watch any of his stuff so, again. I guess for the last several decades, mm-hmm. he's hidden his feelings well, made his millions, and now he can tell us what he thinks about us. Right. The ones who have <clears throat> made him a multi multi-millionaire <clears throat> and so successful. And then worthless. turns around and spits in our face. Okay. Yeah, you think it was you think it's Democrats, you think it's progressives who have who have no moral foundation whatsoever that were your base? No. <laughs> no. Uh, they're net- watching Lewis Black or whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> yeah. That's who they're watching. <laughs> his net worth thirty million dollars, Jim Gaffigan. Jeez. So he can type away and not care what you think. Yep. Now he can attack the very people he's biting the hand that fed him. All of the uh all of those cliches that you can think of that come to mind right now apply to Jim Gaffigan. It's just, it's aggravating and it's so disappointing. That's you know? the word. That's the word. Really, really yeah. disappointing because you, you like this guy. You want to see him do well because I, I like the fact that he was a comedian <clears throat> who could, you could watch with the whole family mm-hmm. pretty much. Him and what's the other guy? Oh, Regan, uh, Brian Regan. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <clears throat> Those two guys, you can watch them. You can watch them with the family. They're funny. Jeff Foxworthy, baby. Foxworthy. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> so now we still have Regan. We still have Foxworthy, I think. I think. I, not, Mary, I'm not maybe Google. Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, get her done. <laughs> <laughs> what are you from? Of Russia? Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Well, <clears throat> and meanwhile, you know, Jim Gaffigan can support this guy. Watch watch this guy that Jim Gaffigan supports get through a thought yesterday. This oh. is fantastic. This shows you how sharp this man would be in the White House. 
COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's Wait, the lives. What? It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. I can't. You didn't more give lives me anything this to think year about. than any other year for the past hundred years. What? Really? What are we thinking about? <laughs> I, I, I haven't even established what we're supposed to be thinking about. That was so bad. Wow. So we haven't seen that moment for a couple of weeks. He's kind of kept it together, it seems like. And uh, then yesterday, not so much. I don't know. Is that a... Was that even on teleprompter, or is that just a yeah, thought that... I think so. I think it was. And then the teleprompter went bad, and he couldn't figure out what was going on? The teleprompter went bad. His brain went <clears throat> bad. Watch this again. This is amazing. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the <laughs> lives... Pause it for it's a second. Just, it's a- Every time he runs into trouble like that, Every time he he has a, a complete mind F, he he stops and says, "Look, like okay, yeah, I, I made my point there. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna go on to something else right now." But then, because his his brain doesn't work this way, this quickly, he's got nowhere to go from there. He doesn't know where else to go. Yeah, and so he's got nothing else to do, and when, he's just stuck. When he gets flustered or doesn't know how to respond. <laughs> You're right. He hits the word look, look. as his crutch. Yep. He did it with the guy. Look, fat. Right. He that exactly. He runs into trouble. Look is his go-to word because that's going to restart his thought process. Except for the fact that his thought process isn't quick enough anymore to catch up to that. So he starts out with his 100-year thing. 100. The, look, this year's 100-year. Th- the, look, they. Uh, the, and then he goes into the same problem. Oh, man. <laughs> Start this from the beginning again, because it's just, it's really something else. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, has taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. Mm. It's just, it's what are you trying I mean, to say? think about it. More lives this year than any other year for the past 100 years. Okay. Is that a real fact? I don't, I don't know. Just since COVID started, okay. more lives have been lost to, than in the last 100 years. To COVID? I guess, since it wasn't around. But is he saying that we've more people have died just overall from a in virus? America? No, from everything. Uh, because of the virus, it has killed so many people that it's pushed, the, it's pushed the total death count in America past any other year in the last 100 years. That's what I think he's trying wow. to say. All right. So um, I don't know if that's true. Pat though. Gray has joined the Joe Biden campaign, <laughs> explaining whatever that guy was trying to say. I mean, but good, good try to yeah, help him out there. I'm trying. I'm trying to make something out of it. It's, it's sad, man. I haven't heard that statistic, if that's true. Can you, uh, can you see him sitting in a meeting face-to-face with Vladimir Putin? Oh, oh my gosh. Seriously. It runs circles around oh, him he's mentally. Just like, so you've got missiles uh, in Crimea. And look. Uh, 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 look. Okay. I, you know the thing, Vlad. You, <laughs> you know the thing. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, have a good flight back <laughs> to D.C. I, I mean, that would be... That would be a disaster. It would be an absolute disaster for this guy to be president of the United States. Hopefully, America realizes it. Hopefully, America, by at least November, will realize it. Mm. And not put this guy in the White House. You can't. We just can't do it. 
So what month do you think we will have a winner declared, Pat? That's a really, I mean, I just read an article the other day that it might not be done by, the count may not be over by Inauguration Day. Yeah. And if that's the case, you know who's president. Mm-hmm. Nancy <clears throat> Pelosi, for at least the time being, until they get the count done. Yeah. It's, no, uh, thank you. Yeah, that's fun. That's really fun, isn't it? Oh. And they're, they're pretending like the mail-in thing is not an issue at all. Mm-hmm. But then there was a Democrat operative. Did you see that story? You read about that? You see that in the paper today? Kevin, did you see that? You what read about that? What is it, Jay? What do you got? Democrat operative said he's been conducting mail fraud for decades. He's done it multiple times in every election possible in New Jersey. <laughs> so, do you have to in New Jersey? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but, <laughs> but they've been doing it just in case. Uh-huh. And apparently they've swung a lot of elections. He said, you know, 500 to 1,000 votes can swing some districts in favor of, of the, other, the other candidate. And so it's easy to do, he said. And if there's a, if there's a postal service worker, mm-hmm. if there's a mailman in a Republican district, and he knows that 90% of the people in that district are Republicans, a lot of times he could just throw away all those mail-in ballots that he Oops. collects. Oh, dang it. Oops. Yeah, uh, we never played this video. We just lost those. Several weeks ago in Arizona, there's a sheriff's race, uh, and and a postal worker just decided, I don't like this guy running, and he took all of his pamphlets, all his flyers, and just put them in the dumpster behind the uh, post office. Camera caught him. Jeez. I mean, that that was, I mean, those were flyers, Yeah. but they could easily have been ballots, completed ballots. Oh, right. whoops. Easily could have been that. And like you said, swing an election. But, uh, okay, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Uh-huh. Let's say the Re- the Republicans <laughs> take the House, and we still don't have a winner on January 20th. Then your president is a Republican Speaker of the House. Ha-ha! Well, we don't have a Speaker of the House in the Republican Party right now. They have to that's elect, one, elect said, one first. That's what I said. Yeah. I said, if the Republicans win the House, yeah. then they take the uh, they take their seat around January 4th or whatever. Right. And have they'll, to they'll, come up with they'll have determined who the Speaker mm-hmm. is at that point. And then, ha-ha! I yeah, know, I'm just. I mean, it's unlikely that I we're going to retake the house. Yeah. But 2020 has been uh, uh, one unlikely event after another. Right, you never so know. So who knows? This you is. Never know. We're in trouble. Uh, Sanders was talking about the mail-in vote a uh, while ago. Chuck, what you With are Chuck witnessing Todd. is a president of the United States right. who is doing everything he Pulling can to suppress the suppress vote, the vote, make it harder for people harder. to engage. In mail-in balloting, balloting at a time when people will be putting their lives on the line Trump. by having to go out to a polling station and, right. vote. and vote. So what Trump is saying is we're so going to do Trump everything we can. Yes. And this is not me talking. Who is this it talking? This is what Trump himself said. Look, no. look I have... Uh, again, the look. Well, this is what Trump himself said. Look. No, Trump himself did not say that. He didn't say that. They keep misquoting him or just making up quotes that he supposedly said and attributing them to him. <laughs> These people are the worst. To think, as you know, that Trump is a pathological liar. Pathological he lies all liar. the time. But I got to say, I got to well, admit God that the other day he was very honest. He said, look, we want to kill mail-in balloting. We don't want millions and millions of people mm-hmm. to be able to cast their ballots through the mail. So we'll Throw destroy the, the Postal Service. We'll defund it. They can't vote. Yeah, remember what, I he, guess, well, remember what he said he's going to destroy the Postal Service? Because I don't, I don't remember that speech. Yeah, I'm gonna. 
I'm going to destroy the beautiful <laughs> postal service. I don't remember that speech at all. Uh, we'll look for it, though. But he if we thinks can find it really quick. That a suppressed vote, a lower vote yeah. to turn out, will work for him and that it will help him win the election. Such bull crap. And what he's worried about is mail fraud. Is like this Democrat operative in New Jersey said, uh, it's really easy to manipulate the vote when it's a mail-in when it's a mail-in uh, ballot. Yeah, look at this. This is the postal worker throwing away the Republican flyers. Uh, I think it was Arizona. Yeah. Oh Just my like, gosh. Yeah. You know what? I don't think I'm going to be delivering yeah, these. Never mind. Never yeah. mind. Look wow. at that. Like that doesn't happen. You yeah. see it happening right. Ta-da. Now, yeah, he's like, all right, well, yeah, my bag's empty. I'm gonna go home early. Wow, how'd you get your route done so quickly today? <laughs> I don't know because I dumped half of my load in the dumpster out back of the post office. That is really something. So did they find him and fire him? I hopefully fire him. Wow. Government worker. He's Jeez. probably got a pension going. That's now. probably true. <laughs> yeah, probably true. Wow. All right. Yeah, good stuff. Good times, boy. It's good, a good times. Fun year this 2020. <laughs> it is. We're having a really good time. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. From the mean streets of Helena, it's Pat Gray unleashed. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> wow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, at Pat unleashed on Twitter, where BS Mariani. Tweets, I listen live, but because people think they can interrupt my morning ritual, I also listen to the podcast, too. Oh, we love this person. A twofer. We we love this person. B.S. Marion, thank you. Don't want to miss a nugget of wisdom from Pat, Keith. Oh, and of course, Jeffy. Oh, that must be a typo. Because you never know when Jeffy will say, Uh, Who among us? (coughs) Uh... Petty Officer America tweets, can anyone cite an example of BLM actually helping a black life, a black family, or a black community? Absolutely not. I can't give you one example of that. There might be some. I just, I'd never hear of them. You know, keep in mind, it's, what, a billion and a half dollar organization? They've got over a billion and a half dollars in their in their coffers. So, well funded. Wow. They can do pretty much whatever they want to. And they do. And everybody just goes along with the flow. Yeah, that's Black Lives Matter. They're really good because black lives do matter. So let's just let's keep going with them. Uh, yeah, have you looked at their website? No, I haven't looked at their website because Black Lives Matter. I already know that. Do they have a website? Yeah. <laughs> Remember that guy? Yeah. Do they, they have a website? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, are you, what are you? Are you that dumb? <laughs> Who doesn't have a website, man? Uh, a couple other tweets here from No Scrumptious Cookies in Tampa. Oh, no. Oh, you've been called out in Tampa. <laughs> soon. Really? Soon, yeah. How soon? Uh, I mean, can, is there a date we can hold you to? Well, yeah, we're having the, uh, the places being built. We're going to buy it, put the stuff in it, and then we'll be able to ship out enough cookies to do the whole country. Uh, so maybe two months-ish. Two months, I would think. So let's just say hypothetically, mm-hmm. I live in Tampa. Mm-hmm. I want scrumptious cookies mm-hmm. as a part of my Thanksgiving meal. Uh, you should you should have it. Yeah, nice. I I think so. I I'm pretty confident we could do it by Thanksgiving. Yes. Now, if you live in the eight states or nine states or whatever it is that we already service, you can go to scrumptiouscookie.com and place your order. When you get into Guam, 
that might be a while. Okay. Guam may be a while. We're worried that the cookies, they're so big, they might cause the island to tip over and uh, capsize. capsize. <laughs> so anyway, uh, no scrumptious <laughs> cookies no. in okay. Tampa tweets. All right, all right. So you're saying anyone cannot be a man or a woman if they choose to be? What's next? Are you saying that that Sean King isn't black? <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, that is what I'm saying. <laughs> Libertarian por- porcupine. Uh, I've always wondered what the English language sounds like to a non-English speaking person. Joe Biden helps me to have that experience. <laughs> From Carl Smith, Joe Biden continually complains President Trump was late responding to the COVID crisis. I guess he should have quickly reacted as Biden, uh, just as quickly uh, reacted as Biden has to the violence in the streets. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't say a word about. It. I don't think he said a word about it until last week when they realized. Oh my gosh! Wait, you know what? Uh, the polls say people don't like violence in the street. Maybe we better speak out against it. Because he wasn't at all prior to this. What well, What did Joe Biden ever say about the violence? Uh, before this week or or late last week, did he condemn it at all? Not that I know of. No. Uh, yesterday he had some interesting things to say too. He was um, he was in an empty, a big old empty, like airplane hangar. Is that what that was? I don't know where he spoke in Pittsburgh, but check but, this out. It, he's he was there with the press. This was where he had that really difficult mm-hmm. time getting out the hundred year death thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's where he was to a completely empty place except for uh one two three four five five or six little locations where little there were reporters members and journalists. of the press with their yeah cameras, cameras and notebooks and whatnot whatever. i mean how many people do you think would have shown up there if if they were invited oh, i think, think they would have filled that place at least seven seven i think at least seven people would have shown up wow yeah it would have been jam-packed you would have had to cram seven people into there so much for your social distancing, if that would have occurred. So that probably that, a good thing they didn't open it up. What a crazy world, man! But also, he had a really interesting question uh, yesterday that he was asking because he's responding to the socialist stuff that that uh, President Trump is. I mean, President Trump's really got him reeling right now. Mm-hmm. He's got him responding to absolutely everything. He's totally on the defensive. So the Trump campaign is doing a really good job of that. So he's he was asking uh, a question about whether or not he looks like what Trump is accusing him of being. You know me. You know my heart. Mm-hmm. You know my story. Right. My I family do. story. Pause it for a second. Ask yourself. Yeah, I know that your family's uh, story of corruption, <laughs> where where you've enriched the lives and the coffers and the bank accounts of everybody in your family. Yeah, we know your family. You. Hunter, your uh, daughter, your brother. Yeah, you've re- you enriched everybody around you. That's great. We do know your story. All right, let him continue. My family story. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself. All right. Do I look like a radical socialist <laughs> with a soft spot for rioters? Really? <laughs> yes, really. What? I want a safe America. <laughs> oh, no. Safe from COVID. Safe from COVID. Safe from crime and looting. And then listen to this. Safe from racially motivated violence. Okay. Safe from Safe. bad cops. Uh-huh. Ooh. Bad Let cops. Let me be crystal clear. Be okay. crystal clear. Safe from four more years of Donald oh, Trump. Oh, boy. There's the money line. Burn. There's, there's the money line. No, you didn't. <laughs> 
That's weird, too. What does a socialist look like? Uh, aren't aren't Democrats the ones that lecture us all the time on, you, you can't judge people by what they look like? Mm-hmm. Also, uh, he didn't give a rat's anus about the riots. Again, until late last week. He and his entire party supported them mm-hmm. until last week when they got the polls that showed yep. it was actually hurting them. I mean, listen to what Kamala Harris had to say about the riots. Now, stop. They're not going to stop. And that's they're not this is a movement, I'm telling you. They're not going to stop. And and everyone beware. They're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. It is going to they're not going to yep. stop before election day in November and they're not hmm. going to stop after election day. Okay. And that should be everyone right. should take note of that no, on both levels. That this isn't they're not going to let up and they should not. And we should Oh. Not. Oh. Okay, Ooh. so they're not going to let up. No. And they should not. And we should not. She wants the rights to continue. Okay, well, that's great. That's your vice presidential candidate right there. Yeah, and she makes it sound like they're joined at the hip. Think about it. She, she said, sure did. They should not and we should not let up. Right. Hmm. That's all they've done, though. We, I mean, we played that montage for you. We should play that maybe next hour again because it's worth seeing multiple times and it's worth everybody seeing it to show how they have encouraged these riots and these this unrest they've encouraged it every step of the way i mean you don't you don't you don't have to talk about dog whistles and all that nonsense they are just flat out encouraging it let me tell you about keeps takes 60 seconds to tell you uh about a way to keep your hair if your hair is not looking as full as it used to there is something you can do about it now you don't have to just watch it all fall out you could or do some weird comb over. Uh, we we see how that how that turns out for so many people. <laughs> you don't want to have to do that, and you don't even have to go to your doctor for a hair loss treatment prescription. You get the same doctor doctor recommended, FDA approved hair loss treatment, but Keeps offers the generic versions for about half the cost. And one more thing you'll love about Keeps, it's all online. You just answer a few questions, snap a few pics of your hair. And a licensed doctor will review your information and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. Then it's shipped discreetly to your home. Why make unnecessary trips to the doctor and the drugstore when you can do it all from home? Plus, we'll get you started with a special deal. Go to keeps.com slash pat and get 50% off your first order. Keeps.com slash pat. That's keeps.com slash pat. Gray Unleashed. We actually got a really cool, uh, another cool mailing people just keep sending us. Uh, oh. Oh, look at how cool this foreigner shirt is. Look at that. Is that cool? That is really cool. That's nice. Sure is. Yeah. Uh, and then a whole bunch of foreigner paraphernalia. Yeah, stickers and stuff. I mean, there's some yeah. great stuff in that little foreigner gift pack. From Pathead Ken. Uh, on Twitter goes by laugh track. It's true. <laughs> so, That's uh, true. Thank, thank you. you for the uh, the foreigner uh, stuff. You can really wear that cool. to their uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony at some point, right? Right. Yes. When that happens, I'll be there with my foreigner shirt on hmm. and and bells and stuff. You, you would show it with bells on? Yes. Yes. I think that's only appropriate, like, right? Where would you wear the bells, though? Because I always hear that. Like, I'll be there with bells on. 
Uh-huh. Where, where, where are the bells? Right around my neck. I think I'd wear it right around my neck. So, that's Or do you put them on your shoes like, so I they don't know. jingle as you go? Yeah, I, I, <clears> that's, that's my question. I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Yeah, I'd like to. I think I've got some time. <laughs> to figure that one out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a story yesterday about how, how many books have come out about Trump since his election and how well they've been s- selling. Um, since uh, Mary Trump's, she's the niece of President Trump, mm-hmm. her memoir, Too Much and Never Enough, sold out in its first week, apparently. Uh, you might remember it sold right around a million copies in its first week, which hardly deal. ever happens yeah. anymore. I mean, that's amazing. <clears throat> and a lot of the other titles have sold, uh, have sold really well, like um, uh, John Bolton's book. But what has come of them? You know, th- there was such a big buildup to the John Bolton book, and then came out, people read it, and... What's the big revelation? Everybody thought, oh, okay, now, now Trump's in for it. John Bolton's got to tell all. <laughs> oh, he's done now. Really? You don't hear a peep about it anymore. And who's buying these books? Just people that already hate Trump to begin with, right? Yes. And they just want to be confirmed. Definitely. Yeah. And so they are, but there's nothing staggering or stunning in there. Same with the Mary, Mary Trump book. She's known Donald Trump her entire life. And she hasn't even come out with anything that's interesting. Nobody's talking about her book now. It came out. It sold a million copies. But and but what happened when people read it? Nothing. Because there was no big fat revelation in there. Yeah, I, th- I think it's really incredible that they've they've come up with so many. I mean, you had Michael Wolff's Fire and Fury. You had Bob Woodruff. Uh, Woodward, I mean. You had Bob Woodward with um, Fear. And nothing ever came of any of them. What, what was the big, staggering, Trump-shattering revelation in any of those books? No, there wasn't one. Omarosa, she came out with stuff. She's known him for a long time. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I mean, I would have thought they would have had something from, you know, 30 years ago or something to say. But not even that, it seems. So it's been kind of interesting uh, to watch these books come and go and get hyped up by the media like okay now this is what we've been waiting for this will finally end trump we won't have to put up with him anymore he's going to be impeached when this one comes out and nope nothing still with us so now what be interesting to see who's uh who's the next well okay melania's uh ex-friend oh yeah is coming out with a book and she has something supposedly that melania said that was negative about donald and uh ivanka yeah, we'll see if that amounts to anything. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, in about fifty, about forty minutes, we're going to talk to Paul Kangor mm-hmm. at seven thirty. He's a professor of political science. Seven thirty central. He wrote yes, yeah, seven thirty central. <laughs> That's a good point. Thank you. <clears throat> yes, sir. Uh, he wrote the book on uh, Obama's mentor, Frank Marshall Davis, the communist. Mm-hmm. Now he's back with a uh, with a book called The Devil and Karl Marx. Should be very interesting. A lot of interesting stuff about Karl Marx that nobody ever talks about. Right. I mean, we know about how bad his theories were. We know that, uh, and we know that the we know the carnage that has come from his ideology. Yeah, and he wrote an accompanying uh, op-ed, The American Spectator, where he's like, "How has Karl Marx avoided being canceled?" 
He's a white European male. Right. right? I mean, right. Uh, so, anyway, it's it's a great read, as is the book. It's a great point. Mm-hmm. Uh, racist, anti Semite. I mean, this guy is despicable. Every word. <laughs> Responsible now, really, uh, his theories for what, 100 million deaths in the 20th century? Congratulations, Carl. You've, you've left a really nice legacy. A really nice. Isn't it amazing that that the worst of the left are the ones that they just give a pass to? Karl Marx, Margaret Margaret Sanger. Sanger. (laughs) Those Mm -hmm. are the first two that came to mind. Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, who resegregated the military? Mm -hmm. Who uh, who really kind of reinvigorated the KKK? Absolutely. Uh, What was the name of the movie? It's escaping um, nation, me. Um, uh, birth of a nation. Yes, birth of a nation. He even previewed that at the White House. I mean, the guy was a total and complete racist douchebag, and the Democrats have never had a problem with him. I think they finally took his name off of the uh, off of the halls of Princeton because they realized he's a total and complete racist, and you really can't defend the things he said. And they finally, during this latest uprising, <laughs> they finally took his name off. Yeah, but this this insulation, this history of um, <clears throat> insulating Democrats mm-hmm. that are racist and were bad people, like Al Gore's dad. Remember during the 2000 election, we didn't talk about Al Gore's dad being so you know pro uh, Confederate flag and all this stuff and right. anti um, the 1964 Civil Rights Bill, but yet George Bush wouldn't denounce the Confederate flag flying on the grounds of the South Carolina State Capitol. Yeah. It's it's fascinating how they protect the worst among them because there's a D after their name, isn't it? And but they do because they're absolute hypocrites and they really don't care about any of it. They just use it for their own political uh, power. They just use it for their own gain, and uh, they don't they don't really care about it. Just like they don't really care about minorities in any way. They just want power. They just want minorities to rely on their handouts. Uh, 888 Something interesting. The uh, betting odds for the election okay. have really tightened up. Ooh. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I remember seeing that Biden was way ahead in this, too. I think it was like a 75% chance of him winning in the, uh, in the, betting, in the betting odds. Okay. Now, Biden's at 50.6%. Trump's at 49.1%. That's a virtual tie. Wow, what have we been saying? Wow. Remember, we always reference back to Dukakis leading Bush. Right. Bush crushed him in 92, 88, right. 88. That's why the Democrats are running scared right now and responding to everything Trump says. Ah. Bad Gray Welcome to it. Great to have you with us. Thanks for being here. 888-900-3393. Got some tweets at Pat Unleashed. Kevin Boyce tweets, they're mostly peacefully burning the Portland mayor's apartment complex. Yeah, it's, I mean, they're not burning the whole city. Just a lot, many, many parts of it. Uh, Scotty Sweatman tweets, is it me or does Bernie Sanders sound like George Steinbrenner from Seinfeld? <laughs> yes. From the Steve 42, I remember Biden's story, but... Five bucks says Biden doesn't remember his story. <laughs> uh, Carl Smith, I figured it out. Those empty stadium seats featured in the Joe Biden ad belong to Democrats boycotting the national anthem. Hmm. Uh, Kara 3022 in Colbert's interview of Kamala, or 
I'm sorry, Kamala, because you don't want to be a racist and pronounce it the way it looks and sounds, and everybody else in the world pronounces it. So in Colbert's interview of Kamala, notice how she literally leaps out of her seat with excitement about the terrorists in the streets. She can't contain her giddiness. It's disgusting. Yeah, she's, she's hideous. Uh, Republic Mike tweets, Hey, Pat, I was putting my son to bed last night. He started to sing to me with a lisp. You're despicable <laughs> in every way. <laughs> That's great. Sorry. Which, which of course, uh, brings us to uh, Notre Dame. Lou Holtz's alma mater. Well, it's not his alma mater, but he, he coached there. That's what his most uh, famous head coaching position was mm-hmm. at Notre Dame. He won a national championship there, I think, 1977. Um, anyway. He delivered the speech last week, and it was a good speech to the Republican National Convention. And now Notre Dame is going after him because they're pissed off that he said Biden was Catholic in name only because of his abortion stance. (laughs) So Notre Dame is trying to distance themselves from Lou Holtz. I mean, this is a Catholic institution. They called the criticism of Biden in his faith. Well, Biden called it preposterous. And uh, Notre Dame said that they don't condone it. They're not. Uh, they're they're all pissed off at Holtz. Holtz, though, is not really backing down from it. Here's, here's what Lou had to say about uh, what Notre Dame said about him. I'm Lou Holtz. Many oh, this of is actually. Might know me as Coach okay. Holtz. Or maybe that football We got the whole guy. thing? It is a pleasure. Now this is this is the actual speech from last week. We don't want. This. Yeah, that's not the that's not the interview he 307 did. Three oh seven, Mark. Right. That's where you wanted it. No, I don't. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't. That's. I mean, that is not. That's not what I was looking that's for. That's from I was looking the, for the convention. Interview. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think they picked the wrong one from that page. Oh. So nice. yeah, I wanted the interview. With, uh, Neat. Where he he did not back down from uh from his stance though. He said, "Look, I'm." You know, I'm Catholic, and Catholics don't favor abortion. If you're looking for me to say abortion's okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. If you want me to say killing babies is okay, no, I cannot say that. Or in Lou Holt's way. How did he say it? If you want me to say killing babies is okay, no, I cannot say that. I'm not passing judgment on anybody's character, integrity. Uh What I'm saying is... If you're pro-abortion, I'm opposed to you. I'm allowed to have my opinion, and I and don't try to silence me. Boy, it worked out that we didn't pull worked the right out. clip, did it? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like this route better. <laughs> did did, did you have anything else like to say? Better? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot to what? Uh, a lot to say. There's an awful lot hey. to say, and I'm going to say it, because I'll tell you something else. Uh-huh. Not just Joe Biden, but all Democrats are despicable. <laughs> Inspires me to sing about it. Yeah. Screw you, Notre Dame. You're despicable. <laughs> That's what you are. <laughs> yes, despicable. You're a Marxist star. A star? Star. <laughs> Commie garbage permeates. From you, <laughs> Democrats and Notre Dame, it's you I'm talking to. 
Never before have you ever missed Al Gore. You're despicable in every way. You kill babies every single day. And that's why Democrats, it's incredible that someone so despicable thinks that I am <laughs> so despicable too. But I'm not. I'm not you are. <laughs> so suck your toe over to Mexico. Oh, wow. Again, screw you, Notre Dame. Do what? Screw you. Fighting Iris. My anus. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, when you listen to Lou Holtz talk, you, you always, you, it's almost like you're trying to tune a radio, you know? You're like, yeah. am I off yeah. a frequency? Right. Like, just a touch, maybe yeah, A little bit of, sort of a phasing, sort of a, a, static. a splintered sort of thing at the end. Yeah. There, sort of static stuff, static. <laughs> Bless his heart. He's great. I love him. He's I love great. him. And I he's do love bold, him. and he's not backing down, and it's yep. so rare these That's days. Right. So thank you, Lou Holt. Yes, because how many times does somebody speak out like that, and then somebody pushes back, and they cave immediately? Yep. Uh, Drew Brees. I can't think of anybody right off the hand, Drew Brees, but, mm-hmm. you know, Drew Brees, I can't, I'm not sure, but I think it's happened in the past, Drew Brees, what? Uh, for one. You have like a little... Like what? A, like what a, I have? It's almost the speech impediment yeah, like sort a, of thing. Like a, like Drew Brees? a, like a Drew Brees huh. Tourette's Drew. going on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was there anybody who came oh. faster oh. or harder or in a more complete way Pathetic. than Drew Brees? Oh, man. So good for you, Lou Holtz. That is fantastic. He's sticking to his guns. So. Suck your toe all the way to Mexico, the rest of you people. I must say, I've never heard that that phrase, but I like it. What? Suck your toe what? all the way You've to Mexico. What? You've never heard so, so, suck your toe all the way to Mexico? No. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> really? What was it? It was, it was <laughs> so, so. So, so, suck your toe all the way to Mexico. You've never there, heard that no, before. No, is there something else? Uh, that sounds like uh, so. circle, circle, dot, dot, now I've had my cootie shot. Oh, see, I don't know that one. Oh, must so, be a regional thing. Yes. I see. We've grown up in different parts of the country. And we've learned witty lines along the way, <laughs> haven't we? Yeah, really good things. Really, really good things that uh, haven't had a chance to use since probably fourth grade. So that's, uh, that's great. It would be about 11th grade for me. <laughs> <laughs> but they come in handy on this show, I'll tell you that, from time to time. So that's great. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. yeah, life skills, baby. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, you know the just the the nature of the Democrats and and how they're uh, how they're doing one thing and saying the other in an, in such a transparent way. It's hard to believe that not every single person in this country sees through it. I mean, is there anybody that really thinks? Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are are desperate for the violence to stop, have wanted the violence to stop. Now, I asked earlier if Biden had ever said before last week anything about the violence, anything about stopping it. 
apparently uh, producer Rob went to work to see if he could find something, and he found this from uh, the the morning cup of postum oh. with Joe and his squeeze or uh, whatever that is. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. So let's so let's they, they put together all the times. Put together the, all. I think they Joe. put together all the times Joe Biden spoke out against the violence before last week. Okay. There's no place for violence. <laughs> No place for looting or destroying so this was property June or burning churches or destroying businesses. Uh-huh. Many of them built by the very people of color who were the first time in their lives were beginning to realize their dreams and build wealth for their families. Mm-hmm. All right, that's June Nor 2nd. Nor is it acceptable for our police sworn to protect and serve all people to escalate tension, resort to excessive violence. <clears throat> we need to distinguish mm-hmm. between legitimate peaceful protests and opportunistic violent destruction. I said okay. from the outset of the recent uh, protests, whoa. July there's no like place 28? for Seven weeks later? Wait, that was Peaceful wasn't that last week? No, that's last month. And anarchists should be protected. Oh, that's right. That's right. Jeez. And local law enforcement <laughs> Where's the time that. gone? Are you Joe? When President <laughs> Obama and I were in office, we oh, protected. It took seven property. and a half weeks for we him to We were able say. to do it without the Department of Homeland Security turning it into a private militia. And it could be done today. But that wouldn't help Trump's political interest. Oh, please. He's determined to stoke Shut division up. and chaos. All right. That's unreal. It's not good for the country. But Donald Trump doesn't care. You might talk to your running His mate about this. She's encouraging it, Joe. He's looking for a political lifeline. Wow. <clears throat> this isn't about law and order. It's about a political strategy to revive a failing campaign. Every instinct... Trump has is that fuel. So this is the, the history fire. of Joe Biden denying, denouncing. Here's number three. Is a right and absolutely necessary. August 26. Burning no, 16. 26. 26. This is it's last week. Violence. Now it is. Violence that endangers lives. Pause it for a second. So, okay. So they found two. We got June last 2nd, week. July 28th, August 26th. Right? Yep. So other than last week, and, then was there and August 26th qualifies as, I don't know, last week. Yeah. He had two times where he talked about it. Correct. He talked yeah. about it twice. Come on. Are you kidding me? Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. I didn't know you had that. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. He talked about it twice. Uh, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, what I don't More? understand is how... <clears throat> remember, it wasn't just a few weeks ago that Jerry Nadler was talking, saying Antifa was a myth right? yeah right and that the riots right. in portland and elsewhere those are overblown so right. what is it is trump sowing the seeds of fear and division that are causing all the violence man or is it overblown <clears throat> just depends on what day of the week it is man now let's go back to the democrats uh inciting all this violence look at this montage of democrat operatives Democrat journalists and politicians all encouraging I, violence. I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. And there People are. People need to start taking hmm. to the streets. This is a dictator. You huh. know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. Wow. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kill. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this Mm. country is 
white men, most of them radicalized wow. right, up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, Punch he insulted you. Why? Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. Wow. I'd like to punch him in the face. I'd like to punch I said, him if we were in high school, I'd take him behind oh, the gym and beat the hell out of him. Oh, Jeez, man. Some oh, people in the face. When was the last time mm. an actor assassinated a president? They're uh, still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. And that's a fact. That's amazing, man. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Mm. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? Oh. Oh, Decapitated Trump head. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. And your bathtub? A Missouri state senator wow. is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, at a gasoline station, and you create a crowd. <laughs> Pause it for a second. Oh, no. And by the way, apart from all the other stuff, again, you got to say, who calls it a gasoline station? <laughs> no, but I haven't heard that since 1952. Petrol station. <laughs> uh, I need some gasoline. <laughs> Attendant, can you fill her up with some gasoline, please? Ding, ding, ding. ding. <laughs> All right, let's see the rest of this. And you found them, they're not welcome anymore. <laughs> Tell them they're not, and they're doing and that. Sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow, our yeah. honoring our Constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania uh, uh, Avenue. Uh, 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 they're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both okay, levels. I'm taking this note. Isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Wow. Jeez. I, that's incredible. Wow. And it's effective. I mean, people are being inspired by what they're saying. Uh, look at the inspiration that happened in Baltimore as uh, one young man decided to run up and not hit him in the face, but he hit him in the head with a brick. Here's... This is disturbing. This is very disturbing, y'all. Oh, knocked him out. Jeez, that is cold. So horrific. Look at that. The guy just crumpled on the ground. Hey, could have killed him. He could have killed. He runs up behind him like that freaking coward animal he is, and he bashes him in the head with a brick, knocking him cold, and he goes face first. Full on into uh, into the into the pavement. That could have killed him dead. That he he could be dead. Fortunately, I don't I don't think he is because when police showed up, he was gone. So was everybody else. So horrific. I, they didn't even know what happened to him. I don't know if somebody came and picked him up. I, I don't know if he woke up and just left. You've got to keep your head on a swivel. Wow, no kidding. These days, that is uh, that is just disturbing. How can you have that little concern? And then the, the guys who were taping it from a block laughing. away, his friends laughing, thinking it's great fun. Wow, have we been desensitized to human life. That is horrific. Carrie. 888 right, let me tell you about Omega XL. Uh, I, I've had all kinds of pain brought on by inflammation, and it's not pleasant. And you really... 
I mean, the pain can't go away until the inflammation does. That's where Omega XL comes in. This is backed by 35 years of clinical research. It attacks inflammation, shuts it off, and then your pain goes away. When the inflammation is gone, uh, so is the pain. Really important to turn off the inflammation, too, because uh, if it continues, it can cause joint damage, and you don't want that. Um, So if you want something that really works... Try Omega XL. Maybe you've tried other things, you know, the NSAIDs, the uh, the topical pain relievers. Those don't help me at all. Uh, they don't even cover the pain. But some of the other over-the-counter medication, um, like like ibuprofen, they, they can cover the pain up for a little while, but they don't eliminate that inflammation. So give it a try. Omega XL. When you order it now, you get a second bottle for free. Buy one. Get one free. Visit OmegaXL.com slash Pat. That's OmegaXL.com slash Pat. Or call 800-844-4888. He's got no time for morons except Friday. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Yeah. 888-900-3393. Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Sherry Kaufman tweets, why aren't the feds visiting all these idiot leftists saying Trump should be harmed? Right. Really good question. I, I think they have visited some of them. It seems to me when Madonna said what she said, I think they did pay her a visit. Oh, I'll look that up. Those people were, did they? Was I she, think. Was she in the <clears throat> bathtub with rose petals when they showed up? Yes. And they were like, hey, you know what? We're good. Yeah, we're good. Nothing serious going on. I mean, we didn't need to see that. They can't unsee it. And now, now we're scarred for the rest of our lives. Ooh. From Kitty's Hot Tin Roof Club. Gosh, I can't decide if Pat imitating Lou Holtz sounds more like Sylvester the Cat or Daffy Duck. Wait, what? Mm. I don't get that at all. No, I don't either. What? No, I Jeez, don't. I don't know what you're saying here at all. <laughs> uh, Sith Rhino, is it just me or... <laughs> what? What, what did I miss? What, what is this, what is this <laughs> tweet? This is an awesome observation. Is it just me, or has Lou Holtz been about 80 years old for the last 30 years? <laughs> that is awesome. It <laughs> is so how, how, Is true. that how old he is? Hey, yeah, he's 83, I think. Wow! He's 83. He's a young And he seemed like he was 83 in 1977 when he was coaching <laughs> Notre Dame. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> His, he hasn't changed. Like his look. He has not changed at all. I've got the He f- sounds the same. He looks the same. He's the same guy he was 40 years ago. Oh. Jeez. I'll look up a picture of him from 1988. <laughs> Speak- Literally the same guy. And by the way, the Secret Service did... Uh, they did pay a visit. Madonna, yeah, I yeah, thought so. Uh, you know, speaking of uh, football... College football. I don't want to speak of college football. Yeah, you do. No. Yeah, you really do. Because it's one we're less than a week away from the opener. <sighs> Are we? BYU Navy. A week from yesterday. Okay. Six days from now. Okay. National Television Showdown. Prime time. Uh-huh. BYU Navy. Okay. I know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't rub it in. Nebraska should be able to play. They yeah, should. I mean, it just sucks. Now, the Big Ten, the update on the Big Ten is... That they may start playing. I mean, they've gotten so much flack. And despite the fact that Kevin, what's his face? The commissioner. Kevin Warren. Kevin F. Warren. That's his name. (laughs) I'm just just telling you his name. Okay. All right. (laughs) Kevin F. Warren Uh uh, said, 
they voted unanimously <laughs> to not have the season, and we won't be revisiting it. Seems like they are revisiting, doesn't it? Oh, oh. it seems like they are. I, don't get me started. <clears throat> I'm I'm all over this, but yes, it, they finally they, were compelled by yeah. a court of law yesterday to reveal that there was a vote back in August 11th, and they said and? 11 to three presidents voted to. Um, suspend the season until the spring. Oh, he said it was unanimous. And so, well, no, he said it was unanimous later to say we're not going to revisit this. Mm. But the eleven to three vote was it's it's um, been confirmed that it was Nebraska, Iowa, and Ohio State were the three dissenters. I back can't in believe Michigan was like, yeah, we don't want to play, and eh, we're not going to play. Maybe in the spring, probably not though, because that's too hard to work. Eh, we'll just sit home. Is that hard to believe? That's yeah. Michigan yeah, with, I, with the heritage and tradition of sure. that school and the Whitmer as a governor who is yeah uh, yeah yeah. So it's it's an absolute mess, <clears throat> and this commissioner Kevin F. Warren, whose son is playing mm-hmm. Mississippi State SEC country, uh, he has he has no leadership skills whatsoever. Well, he's just like uh, he's just like Lori Lightfoot mm-hmm. in that he's got no. He's got no sort of uh, self-awareness. self-awareness that he's an absolute hypocrite. Totally. Yeah. It's and, just amazing. And to so me. now we're waiting to see if they're going to reveal the, that's the other thing in the lawsuit, the medical data that they used to make this decision. Yeah. What were the experts? Mm-hmm. What, were, what, what did they tell you? What was the data that you used to make that determination? Well, we're going with the science. We're going with the science because science is going to mm-hmm. dictate what we do. I mean, so transparent. Really? The Big Ten doing everything they can to suppress the meeting minutes hmm. when they made that decision. That's amazing. So and we'll the see. parents are all pissed. If the parents oh, yeah. hadn't been pissed, they would have been fine. Right. But the parents got really the parents upset. parents and some players. They want their kids to play football. Yeah. yeah. And, and the reason this has really been pushed is these eight Nebraska players took them to court. Yeah. And that's where we're at. So, you know, people like Desmond Howard, Michael Wilbon, Pat Forte, that are They're mocking, all wanting the season to Nebra- stop. Well, they, they're right? mocking Nebraska. They want Nebraska yeah. out of unreal. the conference. That's and unreal. they're the ones that are piecing this thing together. So, But the end result looks like uh-huh. Big Ten might start around Thanksgiving. Right, maybe, maybe, October. maybe January, maybe mm-hmm. October, maybe no, maybe not at all. Maybe never. We may maybe, never have college football yeah. ever again in the Midwest. Forget the Big Ten completely. Pat Gray, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Great to have you with us. Thanks for being here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, I already said that, right? So you know the phone number. <laughs> there it is. Is there a phone number people can call? Yeah, Ivan, it's or is right it? there in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we got Paul Kangor uh, joining us. Paul Kangor, you might remember, is uh, the man who wrote the book on Frank Marshall Davis, Obama's communist mentor. Uh, Paul, welcome to the Blaze. Appreciate you being here. <clears throat> It's great to be on with you again. Thanks. Seems like uh, Frank Marshall Davis' book was a thousand lifetimes ago by now, doesn't it? I mean, so <laughs> much has happened. It's unbelievable. Doesn't even seem like the same life. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, that book, <laughs> it was it was titled The Communist. I think it came out in 2010, right? Yeah, so, wow, yeah. 10 years ago. 
And yeah, we we did that through through uh, Mercury Inc. And it was I remember Pat. We put the actual. In fact, yeah, you had something to do with this. I think I think you were one of the guys that suggested this. We mm-hmm. we put Frank Marshall Davis, who was Obama's mentor in Hawaii. <laughs> In the nineteen in the nineteen seventies, we put his Communist Party USA number on the front of the book, <laughs> and I still re- I, I, I still remember it. It's the number is four seven five four four, and I'm not looking right now. I'm not cheating, <laughs> and that was um, that was typical because they had they had five digit numbers, and we, we talked about this you and I and Glenn, and we we felt. Uh, you know, people are going to say, "Oh, how do you know he was a member of Communist Party USA?" Well, we even had the guy's five-digit party number. <laughs> right, right? It's so great. And, and, yeah, and and it's amazing. If you, I haven't done this in a while, but I'm sure if we checked, it would hold up. If you go to Wikipedia, people have emailed me about this over the years. If you look up Frank Marshall Davis at Wikipedia, I mean, at different times, they don't even mention that the guy was a communist. Oh and my gosh. you know, yeah, and and, and and you know, we did this almost 400-page book. We had a 600-page FBI file. I mean, you know, the wow. guy was a party member of, oh, yeah. of all things, yeah. right? He was an I official mean, but, communist. He yeah, he was and, a card-carrying communist. Yeah, and, and so I mean, there have never been in America at any time in the history of Communist Party USA any more than like maybe 50,000 party members. I mean, there were. There may be a million, say, small C communists, but but right. to join the party and and literally swear a loyalty oath to Stalin's Soviet Union, that was a big, big deal. Big deal. And, and the guy that mentored Obama did that of, of all things. You it know, you mentioned deal. you mentioned that that his his Wikipedia page doesn't even mention he was a communist. Let me just yeah. tell you the the first part of what it says: uh, Frank Marshall <laughs> Davis. Then it gives his birth date or or his lifespan. Uh, was an American journalist, poet, <laughs> right, right. political and labor movement activist, and businessman. No oh, mention. No. no, okay, so I've got so the Wikipedia great. page up here, and I did a Control-F search for communists. Three references on the Wikipedia page. One is that the Spokane Daily Chronicle described his paper as a Red Weekly, saying it has the oh, most geez. of the markings of a communist front uh, publication. There's a mention that he was investigated as possibly being a communist, and that's it. <laughs> that's that amazing. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. No. So okay. He, look, his, his Chicago newspaper was called the Chicago Star with a big red star on the front of it. <laughs> right. Every every everybody call everybody called it the Red Star. And wow, this is coming back to me now like a nightmare. <laughs> uh, he he testified before the Senate in December 1956, which was run by Democrats. Mm-hmm. And you know, there he pleaded the Fifth Amendment. But I mean, you know, everybody knew he was a. There's no right, doubt he was right. a communist. Oh, absolutely. I, there's just absolutely. none at all. <laughs> I, I mean, and and the, so you mm-hmm. know, when when we were doing the book, right, I would say. Uh, okay, so the question is, how much did he influence Obama, right? We could have a debate on that, right? Mm-hmm. But, 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 I mean, don't deny the absolute elephant in the living room. Right. The <laughs> guy was a card-carrying communist. Right. Uh, and, and, and also, too, they want to say, oh, he was a civil rights activist. <laughs> oh, okay, well, all right, yeah, you know, he, he fought against discrimination. I mean, you know, that's cool. And, and then, the, <laughs> you know, the, the next step is to say, oh, well, you're smearing him as a communist because, because he fought for, so you, know, you know what you are, you're a racist, <laughs> right? Right. It, it, it's just, it's just, it's, it's nutty, and it's one of those deals where, 
it's so frustrating as a biographer, right? You know, that, that book literally made the New York Times bestseller list. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you could search this quickly. Is the book even mentioned on the Wikipedia page? Oh, I doubt it. I, we'll we'll wow. check into that. Let me look. It's, it's one of like two biographies of Frank Marshall Davis. <laughs> we'll look into that. Right? And, and, uh, and our imprint at Mercury, it was an imprint of what? Simon & Schuster. Yeah. It's not, it's not like, like the book was published by, you know, you know, you know Wacko Press, right? right. That's right. No, it's, it's not Amazing. mentioned. No. Uh, we're talking to Paul wow. Kangor, who is a <laughs> professor of political science at, at Grove City College in Grove City, Pennsylvania. He's the author of a bunch of books, not just uh, the Frank Marshall Davis book. Uh, and his latest is The Devil and Karl Marx. Now, this is really important, too, because now we're getting, getting to the heart of the matter of what's going on, really, in the United States of America with people turning to Marx and Marxism. And so many young people who think that socialism and communism are wonderful. They're, they're all about equality and the little man. They have no idea about the history of communism and, and the man who in part founded it with Engels, uh, Karl Marx. And they don't understand that communism itself is evil. So give us a thumbnail sketch of, of just who Karl Marx really was. Well, well, the title of this, Pat, so, so I mean, I, I wrote books like God and, right? God and Ronald Reagan, God and George W. Bush, and, mm-hmm. and, and, the, and you know, this phrase, right, the devil and, you have the devil and Daniel Webster, it's kind of a classic mm-hmm. phrase, but, 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 it, but it fits in the case of Marx, because Marx literally wrote about the devil, and you know, I, I, I open the book, I have a couple of different stanzas from different poems that he wrote. I mean, the guy wrote poetry about the devil. And, and, and one was called The Pale Maiden, 1837. And, and this one, I think, is really striking, because I believe it's partly autobiographical in his case. Mm-hmm. He wrote, Thus heaven I've forfeited, I know it full well. My soul, once true to God, is chosen for hell. I mean, it's pretty, pretty chilling stuff. Wow. And there's an, uh, yeah, I know, I know. And there's another one he wrote called The Player in 1841. Look now, my blood-dark sword shall stab unerringly within thy soul. The hellish vapors rise and fill the brain till I go mad and my heart is utterly changed. See the sword, the prince of darkness sold it to me. I mean that's pretty that's pretty chilling stuff. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, and and I mean wow. he was he fancied himself a poet. If he you know he even said if he if he wouldn't have been a philosopher. By the way, he was a pretty crappy philosopher. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> yes, and, and an even worse economist. You know, we wouldn't even even need to mm. go there. But but he you know he was kind of like um, you know like Hitler really wanted to be a painter. <laughs> Right, Marx. Mm-hmm. Marx really wanted to be a poet, and and you know, this this is what this is what drove him. He was he had this kind of infatuation with the dark side. He had a favorite line, which appears again and again in his writings, not just his poetry, but it's a line from Goethe's Faust, which was his favorite play, and Mephistopheles, the devil character in the in this Faustian bargain. He said, "Everything that exists deserves to perish." Everything that exists deserves to perish. And Marx mm. loved that line. And, and people who were around him said he would literally chant, not just recite, but chant, chant the lines from Mephistopheles and Goethe's Faust. So he had this really... Creepy. 
That's creepy. Yeah, really creepy dark side. And, 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 you know, more than one biographer of Marx, including kind of the biographer, his name was Robert Payne. He wrote a biography of Marx boy, almost 50 years ago. Actually considered, you know, was this man possibly possessed? And I, I, I don't go there. Mm. I don't know that, right? To borrow mm. from Barack Obama, that's above my pay grade, right? Mm-hmm. But, 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 but he clearly had an infatuation um, with this dark side, and I think it shows up not just in his poetry, but frankly, his ideology mm-hmm. and, and what communism left to the world. Absolutely. Uh, all right, we, we, we're with uh, Paul Kangor. He's written The Devil and Karl Marx. We're going to get uh, deeper into the, the book and, and who this man was in just a second. First, let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. When you're trying to sell your home, you know it's a uh, massive challenge, really hard to do. And especially if you're relocating, you got to sell and you have to buy the other end of the equation. That's where real estate agents I trust uh, come in. The name kind of says it all. You can trust these people. This is Glenn's company. And so he and his team have really vetted these agents to make sure that they've got really great track records, really great marketing plans, and they know what they're doing. So they can advise you on whether or not your house needs to be painted to resell or you, you need to replace the countertops. Whatever it is, they can advise you because they're the ones who know the market and know what people are looking for. Uh, in a home so either way whether you're buying or selling or you're doing both real estate agents i trust the name again says it all real estate agents i trust.com real estate agents i trust.com you're listening to pat gray unleashed uh paul not not a surprise that uh carl marx would have been fascinated uh, with Satan because I, I firmly believe, and and in my faith we believe that communism is of Satan. Um, it's it's force. It is uh, it removes choice from people. It uh, it brings misery and destruction. And so it would make complete sense that Marx was fascinated with the devil, wouldn't it? I mean, that just makes sense to me. Yeah, it would. In fact, uh, my faith as well, I'm, I'm Roman Catholic, and, and I could point to encyclicals going back to 1846. That's yeah, two years before the Communist Manifesto was, was even published. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Catholic Church referred to it as a satanic scourge. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, orchestrated wow. by, by the sons of darkness, and, and thought that this was, this was quite literally a, a, a flat-out uh, d- demonic ideology. And, and I actually have a quote here from, from Robert Payne. He was the biographer of Marx. This is a, a, a Simon Schuster published this. This was a British literature professor. This guy wrote on, on the arts, poetry. He was, Pat, he was no right winger, all right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and he wrote this. There were at times when Marx seemed to be possessed by demons. Right, he had the devil's view of the world and the devil's malignity. Sometimes he seemed to know that he was accomplishing works of evil. Uh, yeah, I mean phrases Jeez. like you know, "I will, I will howl gigantic curses at mankind." Marx wrote, "I will howl gigantic curses at mankind." So again, you know, I I don't go so far as to wow. say, well, I know that about Marx, but. We know about his atheism, and I mean, I, I detail examples like the Potesti prison in Romania, the communist prison where, where they literally tortured religious believers. They did black masses. 
they 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 mm. took priests and they made priests consecrate uh, uh, feces in the, in the form of communion wafers and shove them in the mouths. Oh my gosh! It, it is it is stuff that is so sick. Wow! Uh, and truly diabolical that that you read it. It is. And, and, and it, listen, any any liberal leftist progressive listening now, I'm telling you. You read that, have the honesty to sit down and read that, and even you will walk away and say, okay, all right, this is evil, right? You know, the, I, I can't deny right. this is evil. Now, to what extent you want to link it to Marx, okay, you know, Marx personally, fine. We could have that debate. But, but you know, that kind of activity and, oh, let's not forget you know, being responsible for the deaths of 100 million people, right. communist ideology, I mean, that, that's, that's double the combined death toll of World War I and World War II. I mean, that's, that's pretty hideous. Now, how does Karl Marx, and for that matter, virtually all of the heroes of the left, how, how do they get away with being anti-Semitic, uh, with being racists, as Marx was, both anti-Semitic and racist, and they're still revered by the left? Yeah, it's a great question. In fact, here's, uh, here's a pop quiz for, for you in the audience. And I'll, I'll read the quote, and then you, you, get, you get a choice of two people, all right? Uh, quote, the emancipation of the Jews in the final analysis is the emancipation of mankind from Judaism. Oh, wow. Uh, so a clue. He's a German. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not Hitler. Karl Marx. Karl Amazing. Marx, wow. right? The final analysis, the emancipation of mankind from, from Judaism. And here's another one. Uh, this union of Jew, and, uh, of Jew and German on a Negro base was bound to produce an extraordinary hybrid. That's Marx. Um, here's another. Um, and Marx here is talking about his son-in-law, who he referred to as the gorilla or Negrillo, because he was from Cuba. And so he had some Negro blood in his vein. Veins. Marx wrote, he has the, the blemish customarily found in the Negro tribe. That is, no sense of shame, by which I mean no sense of shame about making a fool of oneself. And I picked that one, Pat, because um, we, I, we don't want to anyway, but we can't use the N-word on the air. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marx's writings are, are, he uses the N-word, and, and Marx's writings are just sprayed, littered with some of the most nasty anti-Semitic statements that you can imagine. And he gets away with it because he's Marx, he's a man on the left, a man of the left, and the left lets him get away with it. I just I don't understand that. I, I they hold every they try to hold everybody else accountable for that, but any of their own heroes, Margaret Sanger, Karl Marx, you know, Woodrow Wilson, all these people who are absolute racists and in fact wanted to eliminate minorities in the case of Margaret Sanger um, through yeah. eugenics, uh, they get a complete pass uh, and and you never you, you can't even speak about that. Uh, right. In, in fact, in fact, if, if, if leftists were consistent, right, you would have students right now in universities pounding on the office doors of professors with busts of marks in their offices, right? See, so take that down. He's a racist, right? Mm-hmm. And and the and part of it too. You mentioned Sanger. A connection here is 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 that Sanger, like Marx and like Engels, was a very strict atheist, Dar, uh, Darwinian evolutionist. And you know, there's very much a kind of eugenics aspect to this. And they mm. were talking about, um, Marx and Engels were talking about Paul Lafargue. Now, Paul was, Paul was Marx's son-in-law, the, the one from Cuba. 
And Lafargue had been a political candidate for a, for a council seat in Paris. That, it was a district that contained a zoo. And and so in, in, a, in a letter to Paul's wife, which would have been, again, you know, Mark, Marx's daughter, uh, Ingalls wrote this about her husband, quote, being in his quality as that of a, and here he used the N-word, that is a degree mm-hmm. nearer to the rest of the animal kingdom than the rest of us, Paul is undoubtedly <laughs> the most appropriate wow. representative of that district, unquote. And, and Ingalls, like Marx, they were very scientific about this, right? He, able, he avered that Paul had, quote, one-eighth or one-twelfth, you know, N-word, blood. So these guys would sit there and kind of, you know, their, their, their Darwinian accuracy say, hmm, I wonder how much of a, you know, N-word he is. Hmm, I wonder how much Jewish blood he has. Hmm. And they, they, would, they, would, they would write about this. And I got I to give you one more quote here. From Marx on Jews. What is the worldly cult of the Jew? Haggling. What is his worldly god? Money. Money is the jealous god of Israel before whom, before whom no other god may exist. And, and he said, the Israelite faith is repulsive to me. That's, that's Marx. Wow. So again, yeah, Pat, how do they get away with this? Yeah. If, if you have one quote like that, one, <laughs> yeah. from a Donald Trump or a Ronald yes. Reagan, oh, my goodness. John Wayne, right? right? They're toast. Oh, my goodness. They're, they're done. I mean, but, but people have been, people have lost their livelihoods for far less than that <laughs> being tweeted 7, 8, 10, 12 years ago. Right. <laughs> and you're Absolutely just true. done in, in society. It's really amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. Paul, explain explain who the Bolsheviks were and and the history of the Bolsheviks' war on religion. Yeah, they they were hideous. In fact, they they pursued what Mikhail Gorbachev called a war on religion. Uh, you know, that's that's Gorbachev's own phrase. You know, Gorbachev, of course, didn't approve of it, but he said he said, yeah, our early predecessors conducted a vile attack on religion, and and Lenin said, mm. quote, all worship of a divinity is a necrophilia. A necrophilia. So, wow. folks, you might want to Google necrophilia. He he said there is nothing more abominable, mm. nothing more abominable than religion. Religion is the opiate of the masses, like Marx said. It's a kind of spiritual booze, right? Spiritual booze. And also, for our woke Christians out there right now, religious left types who are talking about how, you know, communism and, you know, really was seeking to do the work of Christianity. You know, Lenin, Trotsky, Ingalls, Marx, on and on, Nikolai Bukharin said, said communism and religion are incompatible. Marx said communism mm-hmm. begins where atheism begins. So, so the idea to these guys that the two could be paired was, was ridiculous, right? These two had nothing in common. A good communist must, in fact, be an atheist. That's what Lenin said. How, how have the communists uh, infiltrated churches and religious groups? Yeah, that, that, that was one of the most shocking things I laid out in this book. In fact, really, the, the longest section, I think it's part four, it's about five chapters, it's even longer than the section on Marx, because really the book should be called The Devil and Communism. It, it goes beyond Marx, but the infiltration of churches, Pat, was, was, was quite striking, and they went after... They went after the mainline Protestant denominations in particular. And the three big targets were the Episcopal Church, the United Methodist Church, 
and what became Presbyterian Church USA. They, they also targeted the Catholic Church. They had much less success there, but, but the Episcopal Church, United Methodist Church, PCUSA, they, they, did, they did well. They, mm. they did, they did astonishing, astonishing, astonishingly well. And, and the group in the, in the United Methodist Church, it was the Reverend Harry Ward. It was called the Methodist Federation for Social Action, which we call, you know, today Methodist Federation for Social Justice. Social Action was a, kind of a, another word for social justice. And that was, it was a communist front group, the Reverend Harry Ward. And, oh, by the way, the Reverend Harry Ward was a co-founder, along with Roger Baldwin, of a little something called the ACLU. Uh. So yeah, yeah, and and wow. here is um, here's a quote from Earl Browder, General Secretary of Communist Party USA, speaking to Union Theological Seminary in New York, February 1935. Quote: You may be interested in knowing that we have preachers, preachers active in churches, who are members of Communist Party USA. So not just preachers Believe who are that. sympathetic, yeah, mm-hmm. but members, mm-hmm. members. Yeah, we've gone a long way down that well. It's it's <laughs> it's really amazing. How we got we have about a minute left. How do we get young people to understand these things? They think socialism and communism are cool. They think they're about equality. How do we get the message through to them? Well, it's not easy, and it, this has been a frustration of mine for thirty years after the fall of the Berlin Wall and. AOC was, well, like four weeks old when the Berlin Wall fell, right? Mm-hmm. And you wonder how can people like her believe what they believe? Yep. Well, it's the educational system. Yeah. And so They've we taken complete respond. control, almost complete control of the educational yeah. system. It's and so all, all that we can do is respond with shows like yours, The Blaze, uh, you know, The Blaze Network, TV, radio, web. and Your you book? Have to, yeah, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Just have to educate, 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 yep. and we've got to try to do some you know, remedial education for where our K through twelve public schools and universities have completely failed. Paul, appreciate it. Uh, the book is "The Devil and Karl Marx." We're gonna we're gonna put a link to it on uh, our a, Twitter page. It's at right Pat now. Unleashed at Pat Unleashed, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Paul. All appreciate right, it. thanks, guys. Take care. I mean, that's chilling stuff. That is chilling stuff. Now. I guess it shouldn't be much of a surprise that Karl Marx was all about Satan, right? Because, I mean, look what has come from him. By their, by their fruits, ye shall know them.